Is that your song, Toby? Welcome back, everybody. What'd you ask? Is that your song? Uh, that's uh, that's our hour three intro. You like that? I like that. I like that. I know you dig a good. Sound, uh, sound like Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> he's like, I know you dig a good music tune. That's the uh, Dust Bowl boys. Oh, really? Yeah, the Dust Bowl boys wrote about uh, three or four intros for us many years ago. And that turned out to be the most popular one. Skip Johnson joining us live now. We're in Omaha as the Sooners get set for Ole Miss coming up tomorrow night. How you feeling, Coach? Me, I'm. I think I, you know, I'm getting a little sick, but no, I'm good. <laughs> don't don't do that to us now. I'm good. Uh, have you ever done this much media in your life as you've done this week? You getting tired of this yet? Yeah, I I have not done this much media. Uh, maybe a little bit during early uh, springs at uh, uh, where I was at, but. Uh, uh, I mean, do you get tired of it? Absolutely, you kind of get tired of it. Yeah, but you don't ever get tired of coming on our show. Oh, absolutely is, not. There you go. Listening to the Dust Bowl boys, <laughs> we need to get them out there on the burn. <laughs> I w- let's put some concerts uh, oh, out yeah. on the – yeah, that, that would be great. Uh, you got the big car wash I know coming up today. You're going to do a lot more media, and the team's going to practice on the field. How have you handled the last couple of days with the guys? Uh, we just practiced a little bit, you know, going over there to uh, uh, Bellevue East. Uh, uh, I'd like to thank those guys for letting us practice and uh, uh, just trying to get better, throw bullpens. And at this time of year, you just got to stay loose and let them do what they do. It really seems – I mean, I know you've been winning games and that helps, but it really seems like you've been having a lot of fun this week. Just seeing you around the hotel and around the stadium – this has been a blast for you, hasn't it? Oh, personally, absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing for our coaches. Period. You know, hanging around. You couldn't ask for a better group of uh, men to be around every day to uh, come to work and have a good time with. Tell me about your coaching staff and like what each of their roles has been getting you guys to this point. You know, I think uh, Coach Overcash is the recruiting coordinator a little bit with Van Hook. You know, and myself, we try to get the guys in there. Um, and he works with the catchers, coaches first base, uh, uh, behind the scenes, does a lot of stuff, uh, uh, talks to the kids, helps with pitching, uh, throws BP. And then Coach Van Hook works with the infielders, works with Reggie running the offense, uh, works with the hitters. Um, and uh, uh, Reggie does the offense, outfielders, base running, and really uh, the mental side of it. You know, yeah. we both try to take the mental side of it and – and really stay on top of them and making them understand the moment that they're in uh, day in and day out. You know, uh, Tim Overman, our strength coach, you know, he gets them out there, gets them going, uh, lifting weights. Luke Luke has done a phen- phenomenal job uh, in the in the postseason run trying to get those guys healthy every day, going in and out of uh, uh, massages to uh, – uh, cold pool to all that stuff i mean it's i mean he's got to be exhausted Uh, for a run like this to come together though a lot of things have to happen and one of them is you got to have a great chemistry on that coaching staff and i'm sure you've been on somewhere it wasn't such you know it wasn't like it really seems like you guys have figured out your roles where everybody fits and it's been an incredible chemistry that you have yeah i think the biggest thing about our chemistry is more of uh um we all we all rag each other and ride each other all the time and and uh it's 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 pretty awesome to to watch these guys and be around these guys i'm really thankful and grateful that we have the coaching staff we have 
We've talked a little about Augie in uh, in some of these interviews in this postseason. Have you received any advice this week from anybody else out there about how to approach Omaha or how to approach the championship series or anything? No, not really. I mean, uh, I probably uh, – not really. I mean, I talk to Tim every morning like 7.30 over coffee. I oh, mean, really? We're, we're best friends. We will continue to be that no matter through what it's going to be. But, you know, I mean – he, you know, he didn't really have any advice. Were you really talking about fishing or talking about life or whatever it may be? Uh, uh, um, Do you guys needle each other at all? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We talk about playing golf, who's gonna, or fishing, who's gonna buy dinner or whatnot. But uh, uh, yeah, we do a lot. Um, what about the reaction from Sooner Nation uh, since you've been up here, and oh, on social media and everything? Oh, it's been incredible. I mean, that's what's the pouring out of people that care about Sooner Baseball and, and what we wanted to do. I mean, this is what some of the things that we wanted to do. We wanted to uh, put a product out there that's going to bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to do that. You know, I mean, you look at Elvis. I mean, Elvis was good. or well, not Elvis, but uh, he started playing. Everybody loved him, and look what happened. You know, I mean, that's what we have to do. We have to do that, you know. I, I'm I'm just thankful for getting the opportunity. I told Joe the other night. He said, "Hey, we're coming up to the game." I said, "Just thankful for the opportunity to be the head coach." I mean, I'm really not the head. I mean, my title is the head coach, but the testimonies that the coaches Ryan, uh, Reggie, Tim, Clay Overcat, Clay Squared, Clay Overcash, Clay <laughs> Van Hook, all those guys are leaving me more to me than it does anything else. I mean, really. Do you know uh, or have any kind of relationship with Mike Bianco? No, I don't, I don't know him. He shook my hand. I don't, I don't really have relationship. Yeah. I know his third base coach real well, and his other coaches from recruiting. You know, I, that's about it. In uh, I know you've been diving into their film over the last uh, twelve hours or so, and you've seen them play here in Omaha. Give me your thoughts on their team, Ole Miss. Very physical. Um, they play with a confidence and edge. Uh, very good baseball team. I don't know what what anybody was saying in the middle of the year that they were Mac Bianco was going to get fired or whatever. I it, I kind of laughed at all that stuff, but uh, uh, I mean he's a good he's a good coach. Do if you had to compare stylistically to how they play to maybe a Big Twelve team, who would you compare them to? I would compare them a little bit to uh, uh, Texas Tech. Okay, I mean okay. power arms. Uh, lineup, good hitters, a um, lot like Texas Tech. Yeah, like to hit the home run, not going to steal a base necessarily on you, throw a bunch of hard arms at you. Yep. Um, what's important for Jake? I assume Jake Bennett's getting the ball in game one. Uh, what's important for him? Just be himself. I mean, that's but he's got to be himself. And uh, uh, you know he's going to give effort. That's all we can ask out of him. If he's himself, I've said it a million times this year. I think I've answered it. It's like a, a – I feel like a parrot sometimes, you know, hey, be yourself, be yourself. But uh, um, I think that's the thing. That's what he needs to do. I mean, he can't be somebody's not. He's just got those strike one. And and uh, uh, look, at the, here's Coach Overcash yeah. walk by. Look at him. Clay Overcash, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, so uh, I think that's the biggest thing. He's got to be himself. It is um, an interesting dichotomy between him and David Sandlin. Mm-hmm in the emotion with which they pitch. Uh, Jake is stoic, and I would guess if you put a pulse rate monitor on him, he probably stays at 72 the entire game. (laughs) David Sandlin, the very first strike out of the game, he's pumping his fist and roaring a little bit. 
Um, how do you coach guys in how to, you know, handle that kind of uh, – and, and Trevin Michaels, another guy who obviously pitches with a lot of attitude and, and zest. How do you coach those guys from a personality standpoint or from an emotion standpoint? Well, we try not to get them emotional. We try to get them to get, stay in the process and just about executing. But we also want them to be themselves. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they've, they've got to understand that they can't get out of character. They can't try too hard. They can't get it so emotional and just make it about one pitch. Because And that's what Jake's done such a, what, such a good job with is making it just about one pitch and just staying you know, uh, focused on – Throwing the ball, the target. I, I, you know, there's times where he's gotten out of control, where he try to punch a guy out instead of just throwing the contact and pitching the contact. You know, it's funny. I, I was asking Ben McDonald. We were talking about it on the field the other day. I was like, if you could throw 27 pitches and get 27 outs, would you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, kids don't think like that anymore. They want to strike the guy out. They want to, you know, wear their chain or pump their fist or whatever it may be. And that's our society. You know, they. It's a. It's a big deal. What. Well, the game is you try to get outs as fast as you can, and you want to get outs as fast as you can. I I have a feeling you and Ben have become pretty good buddies mm-hmm. up here. It seems like you two are very similar. Ben McDonald. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Do, we talked a lot, a lot about uh, fishing. fishing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I've asked you before. I heard you get asked uh, the other day about if you're much of a, a Newt Rockney speech-giving guy. Um, you know, football makes a lot of sense because – Football's a sport where you got to run out there and you got to hit somebody and you got to play with adrenaline and you need to get a team fired up when they take the field. Uh, baseball, I mean, you kind of—it's a cerebral game. You got to think your way through it as a pitcher and as a hitter and all that kind of stuff. So you're going into a championship series like this. Do you and, and all of the spotlight and the hype and everything? Do you try to uh, pump them up? The, the next couple of days before they take the field, or do you kind of do the opposite and try to kind of just, you know, calm them back down a little bit? Just be in the moment, be where your feet are. That's the biggest thing. And, uh, uh, I mean, we'll go through the advanced meeting with Reggie, and he'll do his deal and we'll, we'll do our what we do as a team. And our biggest thing is just picking each other up, being there for each other, and uh, being where your feet are in the moment. You can't be too big. You can't be too low. You just got to be where your feet are. Keep it the same yeah. as you have all year long. Yep. Same message, approach it with the same attitude, all that kind of stuff. The game demands you to do that. The game demands you to play it one pitch at a time. It demands you to do that. And the, and the game demands your your players to go out and play their give, – give their – give her a full effort for their other teammates. Right. It demands that. You know that's the that's the thing, and uh, that's a remarkable trait you have, though. And I don't know if you realize it, but this interview we're having right now would sound a whole lot like the interview we had before the Northwestern State series in week two of the season. Like you're the same person all the time, every day. Is that natural to you, or is that are you doing that intentionally because you think that's what your team needs to win? No, I mean, I, I guess I'm. Not, it's natural to me. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't have. I'm not two people. I can't. Think, I mean, I'm not smart enough to be two people for for crying out loud. I mean, I just want to go out and have fun and and have these kids uh, do something that uh, is just going to change their life. I mean, we've already changed their life. Yeah. And the stuff that we've done and and uh, uh, and just watching these kids grow up and or not kids, they're young men, grow up and deal with. I mean, I seen. I was watching Tanner Treadaway and BP yesterday, and I was like, wow. 
how much better has that guy gotten? Yeah. You know, I was down in the bullpen. So I was watching Godman throw a bullpen and how the confidence that he threw the other night and the, and the bullpen the other day, I was like, wow. Looked like a different guy. You know, guy. Ben Abram, you know, watching those guys throw, it's just been it's been uh, uh, fun coming to the ballpark and working every day. What's been your favorite moment of the week so far, on or off the field? Mm, I could, Is it the Godman moment? <clears throat> Yeah, that was pretty good. No, i tell you what my favorite moment was is uh, we're sitting in the post game, and we're in the locker room and uh, I tell those guys like, hey, look, if we have a team dinner or we're shaved, we got to shave. That's the business that we need to clean up. And so we're handing the spike out. It was the second game and we're in, and Reggie says, I'm really proud of uh, of uh, uh, I let anybody talk, really proud of uh, what Sebastian did and what Godman did. And the, probably the proudest moment is you, Kate, uh, I think Kate or somebody had the spike, and they go, the, the spike winner is Jared Godman. Those kids really cared more about giving that spike to Jared Godman because he hadn't thrown since May than they did winning the baseball game. That's what it's about. Who cares? I mean, you, the Cade <clears throat> gave it to Jared himself because yeah. oh, he yeah. thought he deserved it instead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's probably the coolest moment. I mean, you know, yeah. and you look at it, that's really what it's about. For those who don't know, the spike is what they give out. That's the whole run to the roar thing. We've told the story before, and I'll tell it again when Skip's done. But that's kind of what you get out to the, the star of the game, basically, yeah. Yeah. after every game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty awesome because Cade had an unbelievable performance in that yeah. game. And, yeah. and for him to say somebody else deserved it more, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, all right, man. Well, we're so excited for you and uh, excited to see what the next few days holds. And thanks for being generous with your time again today, Skip. Oh, it was we awesome. appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. All right. Good We're luck going to, you. to the car wash. <laughs> you got the, you got to go get washed up so you can go to the car wash. <laughs> thanks, Skip. Skip Johnson, we'll take a break. More live here from Omaha when we come back. Hour three of the T-Row in the morning show. Josh Helmer alongside the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Hour three, always brought to us by RK Black. Visit them online, rkblack.com, where they've been in business since 1952. RK Black, the leading provider of office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses across Oklahoma and Kansas. Those technology solutions, including copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, and network solutions, and so much more so. Give them a call, 405-943-9800, rkblack.com. To the text line we go, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. This has been a popular theme, my two-word reaction to Manning committing to the Shorthorns, Chris Sims, David and Tulsa. Okay. Uh, Okay. Several texters have asked, Toby, how good Mm. is Ole Miss's catcher at Mm. gunning down runners in the in the run game for OU? You know, um, all I can tell you is what the uh, season stats are. Um, They have allowed uh, thirty-eight stolen bases and fifty-four tries this year. So he's thrown out sixteen. Of 54 would-be base stealers. Pretty average. Pretty average. Um, 
So we'll see. I don't know. I, I would need to uh, talk to the coaches a little more about uh, how good they think he is. But um, that'll be important. That'll be important for Oklahoma to be able to do what they do best over the next three days and move some guys around the bases, cause a little havoc, cause a little chaos out there. But only giving up 38 stolen bases, is, is that, that's not a very big number. So they, they must be pretty good in that regard. It either holding runners or the catcher must be good or probably a, a collection of both, combination of both. With all due respect to how Ole Miss has played throughout this tournament and the tear that they're on, I genuinely feel, Toby, like if Oklahoma is themselves, if they can be – who they've been, their identity all season long. I think we're going to be talking once this thing is over about Oklahoma as as the 2022 national champions. I just genuinely believe that. And that means, hey, you know, number one, A, work counts, get on base, and, and then just create havoc on the base paths. I think if Oklahoma can do that, they're going to get enough pitching to, to go win this national championship. But obviously that's easier said than done. They got a shot, you know. I mean, they they are one of only two teams still playing baseball. So the fact that uh, that is the case is pretty incredible. Um, I did see – I don't know if you looked it up. I did see somebody on Twitter post that uh, Ole Miss is a slight favorite. I'm surprised by that. I really am. I, I, You know, I'm not. They're the SEC team, you know. They're the – they 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 got they're the SEC team they've they you know got more uh, spotlight on them all that kind of stuff it's not it's close it's not an overwhelming favorite but a slight favorite they've got Ole Miss as why are you surprised go ahead I cut you off I, I think OU's better I, I do the the way that they're playing I mean if if you look at this thing and just judge the two teams based on what you've seen in the postseason you know I. I I don't know how you could look at and, – and dating a little bit further back than that, the end of the season, I don't know how you could look at the final two months and come into this thing and think that Ole Miss is the better team of the two. But, hey, that's – you know, ultimately that doesn't matter, right? I mean, we're going to play a series here, and best two or three is going to be the national champion, and the rest of that's – it's it matters for, you know, people that are going to lay wagers, but the rest of it is lip service. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are they're they're good. They're really really good. Um, you know, I'm looking at the I'm looking at their season here. And um they kind of they it mirrors in many ways Oklahoma and that they were kind of treading water a little bit about halfway through the season and then and then punched the gas. You know, what got them back on the radar was going to LSU late in the season and sweeping LSU in Baton Rouge. That's, you know, pretty unheard of. And LSU at that time was a team that was fighting to maybe be a, a, a one seed. And um, and they went in there and, and uh, swept them. Didn't just beat them, they swept them. And so that kind of grabbed everybody's attention. And then what they've, of course, done in this NCAA tournament. I mean, they've beaten Miami, who was a regional host. They beat Arizona twice. We know how good that Arizona team was. We saw them early in the season. They uh, shut out Southern Miss on the road twice in Supers. And then they've beaten uh, uh, SEC teams. All they've played is SEC teams here in 
Omaha so far. Auburn once and, and Arkansas three times and beat them two out of three. So it's a really good team that's brimming with confidence. Same could be said for Oklahoma. And uh, I'm excited to see the atmosphere. You know, David Kellum talked about they're coming in droves from Mississippi. I hadn't even thought about the Mississippi State angle, and that's a shame on me. You know, you're an Ole Miss fan. You had to sit there and watch your arch rivals win the championship last year, and now you've got a chance to do it uh, this year. So they're fired up. I'm excited to see kind of what the fan percentage breakdown is going to be tomorrow night. Don't worry. 5,000 people here. Don't worry, Bulldogs. We've got your back. We're going to take care of this thing for you so <laughs> you don't have to deal with those, all those obnoxious Rebel fans. We're, we're going we're gonna to get it done for you. Would you uh, this is from the text line again. Would you please review Old Miss and Oklahoma's likely pitching options? Well, Oklahoma's the easy one. Uh, OU's going to go Jake Bennett game one, Kate Horton game two, and I assume David Sandlin game three he would be the one coming on the shortest rest the other two guys Jake will have over a week he'll have an extra day of rest than he normally has he went on Friday last week he'll go on Sunday this week Cade will have uh, exactly a week's rest he went on Sunday last week he'll go on Sunday this week Sandlin went on Wednesday and he'd be coming back to go on Monday but that's doable so I would assume OU's pretty straightforward in who they would start uh, probably. Uh, Ole Miss is the one that used their ace yesterday to get by Arkansas in uh, Dylan DeLucia. So they will likely go with uh, Hunter Elliott in game one. Lefty, freshman lefty. He started game two for them here in Omaha and beat Arkansas. And then after that, we will see. They went with John Gaddis in game three here. That was a a loss, but it was a 3-2 to two loss to Arkansas. He pitched very well. Another left-hander. And maybe they would try to bring DeLucia back for a game three on Monday. That would be awful quick. You know, Maybe he's a guy they would use for an inning or two out of a bullpen. I don't know. The, there would be a definite question mark about game three and, and game two for Ole Miss. But I think there's no doubt they'll start Hunter Elliott in game one. And Oklahoma's starting rotation is pretty straightforward. Things have worked out so far perfectly for Oklahoma here in that they've been able to keep their rotation intact. They didn't have to play that extra game against Texas A&M, so they didn't have to use Jake Bennett on Thursday. They can save him for game one, and um, and uh, that's how they'll roll him out. It sounds cliche, you, you know, when I sit up here and – talk about if if Oklahoma's the team that looks like itself plays like itself in this championship series that I think they're going to win the national championship I mean just think about what you're saying though right I mean just it's I'm not arguing with you but the fact that those words are coming out of your mouth are is unbelievable right compared to like six weeks ago or a month ago or maybe even two weeks ago it's incredible it is, and I mean, it just speaks to how this team has grown and the run that they've gone on. If if you had to try and iron this thing down, and look, there's probably 75 different directions we could go from either the Oklahoma or the Ole Miss standpoint going into this thing, but what, what do you see as like two or three of the biggest keys 
for OU. Well, the reason they're here, I mean, their, their formula so far here in Omaha has been what? They have gotten to the opponent starter early, for one. The three starters they faced here in Omaha through a combined five and a third or five and two-thirds innings, combined, okay? That's not one guy. That's three different starters win a combined five and a third or five and two-thirds innings on them. So that's key number one. Get after their guy, whoever it is, early in the game. See if you can jump out in front of them. See if you can get Ole Miss to have to go to the bullpen before the fifth inning to try to get uh, 15 or 18 or more outs out of that bullpen. And then the other key to their success so far has been dominant pitching, dominant starting pitching. OU's gotten six innings, six innings, and seven innings out of their starters so far. If Bennett and Horton and Sandlin, if you need it, are able to duplicate those performances, and honestly, Bennett can be better than he was in his first start. But if those guys can be as good as they were or close to as good as they were in their first outings here in Omaha, Oklahoma has a great chance to win this this championship series. So, I mean, that it's been as simple as that. OU hasn't run a ton. They really haven't. They, they, they have done a little bit of, you know, going first to third. They, they had a double steal in that uh, Notre Dame uh, game. Um, they had the squeeze bunt where they kind of got aggressive scoring Jimmy. But they haven't caused a ton of on-base chaos so far. They've done it with just kind of old-fashioned, our pitching's been better than yours so far. Um and, you know, I, I think that's probably a similar formula. Now, if they get into a game where both teams are in the bullpen early on and it's a high-scoring affair, and then I think that's where, the you know, causing some havoc on the base pass against some relievers and seeing if you can steal a run here or there, get a guy to throw a ball away, maybe th- things like that become more of a factor. But if, if OU starters can be better than Ole Miss's starters – and on paper, they should be. But if they can make that happen, they've got a great chance, I think, to win this championship. What kind of a defensive team has Ole Miss been throughout this season? Average. I think that I think they're about the same in that area. Uh, they have 60 errors. OU has 70. But the overwhelming majority of OU's errors were in the first half of the season. OU's been a much better defensive team since Wallace Clark came on board and John Spikerman came on board, especially in the outfield. They've been a elite outfield defensively. Uh, and the infield has been much better. Peyton Graham kicked it around quite a bit early in the season, and he's been great here in the second half. So, And, and Ole Miss is similar. The majority of their errors came early on. They've been a better defensive team here uh Late, So I, I think it's a wash defensively. I would give OU the edge uh, in at the plate. I think Oklahoma is a, a better offensive team. Ole Miss has more power, a little bit more power, but I think Oklahoma is the more dynamic offensive team. Ole Miss statistically, and certainly the way they have pitched it in the NCAA tournament, would have a slight edge on the mound, but I don't think they do in, you know, they're going to have to do it probably without Delusia. And that's a, at least 
in his normal role, which is a big deal. You know, if they were starting Delucia in game one, Elliott in game two, I think it looks entirely different for them. But still, you can't ignore the numbers they've had in the postseason on the mound. Two shutouts of Southern Miss, another shutout yesterday of a incredible Arkansas team, another game in which they gave up only one run. The game they lost here in Omaha, they gave up only three runs. So they've been phenomenal so far. So you're saying they're due. They're due to give up a yeah. couple of runs. They're due for a 10 spot. Yeah, they're due for a double digit. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. No, I think they're two very – you know, they, they do it differently, but uh, offensively they do it differently. But just the general feel of the season and the teams – are a lot alike, are a lot alike. Um, neither one of them certainly was expected to be here. So it's going to be fun. Quick break. We'll hit some more of your text messages and phone calls when we come back. I'm in Omaha. Go back to Omaha. Let's uh, let's fire through some phone calls here in this segment. We'll start with Benny. Good morning, Benjamin. Boomer Sooner to you, my brother. Hey, Boomer I'd Sooner, like to buddy. know what your expressions, your feelings, your emotions are about doing a – men's college world series before basketball i know you do basketball and football who would ever thought we'd have a, a national yeah. championship game before <laughs> football and basketball i'd just like to know what your emotions are your feelings and and what your thoughts are on <laughs> first time for a baseball national championship which i think we're going to win all right thanks benny uh i'll take uh, i appreciate the call i appreciate you the call have a good that. my brother you cool. too um I am surprised if you had asked me, Josh, in year one, which team do you think uh, will play in a championship first, I wouldn't have guessed baseball. I don't know that I would have guessed that, um, you know, at the beginning of this calendar year, certainly. Um, so I am surprised. But, I mean, my, I've explained it like this. I mean, my heart is just full. This week, I'm so I'm happy for this team. I'm happy for Skip. I'm happy for Ryan Gaines. I'm happy for Greg Tipton. I'm happy for these, you know, the players. Obviously, the the loyal fans who have stuck through thick and thin and some some uh, lean times in recent years. Um, and it's exciting, man. I, I have watched this event my whole life, and to to be here is. One of the coolest things I've ever had an opportunity to do, and for them to be playing like they are and actually have a chance to win the championship now, it's a little hard to comprehend. I mean, it's a it's a little hard still to wrap your head around the fact that they've they are two wins away from a national championship. So um, I'm just I'm just my heart is full. That's the best way thing I can say. Yeah, macro. It, it, you probably would have said. Football, you know, would be maybe the most likely championship to uh, to call first. But mm -hmm. as this thing has played out for OU baseball, it's been amazing. It's been a wild ride. It's been, you know, shocking in some senses. But you say that and then, it, you know, as we've watched it unfold the last couple of months, I also kind of feel like, well, okay, it makes sense, though, too. The, They're the, really good. Yeah. I mean, the way that they've been playing, like, it, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's not – you know, surprise, and it's not amazing. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. it's both of those things. But, you know, as these, you know, weeks in the last couple of months have gone by, like, 
it's not shocking too, if that makes sense. I mean, no, I get, I get what you're saying. They're really good, but like you know, we talk more baseball on our show than probably anybody in the market. And the conversation all year is, what do they got to do to get into the tournament? How many more wins do they need? How do they look with the RPI to get into the tournament? Right? That's the whole. Nobody ever brings up going to Omaha. Not this year. Not with this team. They didn't. There was never a conversation about can they get to Omaha, and certainly not a conversation about winning a national championship. It was always about well, I think if I think if they could beat Tech, if they could get two wins at Tech, I think that would put them in the field. And so the fact that they are here is remarkable. But to your point, they are real. This is not a fluke, man. This is not. These guys are really good, and there's a bunch of guys on this team who are going to go on and play professional baseball and be very high draft picks. And um, and and the coaching job that has been done this year by Skip and Reggie and both Clays has been off the charts to get this team to come together at the right moment. So it's really been a joy, really a joy. Let's go back to the phones. Andrew's on hold. Andrew the spotter is on hold. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, good morning, Tommy. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> doing great. Just wanted to uh, to chat with you. Uh, just um, excited for this championship series. Um, just thinking about the whole journey of the season. You know, um, going into before Big Twelve play. Just thinking about losing a series right before you go and play Baylor against New Orleans a home series in New Orleans, you thought, I mean, I was in that press box and I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to roll this season, you know, (laughs) (laughs) losing them. And then Northwestern state, you know, back in Arlington. Um, But man, the ride has been phenomenal. Um, One thing uh, like I remember during the season was having a chat during BP with, with KP, um, you know, it was during his rehab and everything. He wasn't yeah. even in getting getting bats in, getting swings in or whatnot. And I just chatted with him. I was like, you know, man, whenever you get back, you're going to make a difference on this team. You know, you're you're gonna you're gonna be big. You know, on the base pass and in the outfield, you're gonna make a difference whenever you get back. And to see him perform like he has, you know. Um, you know, through the regional and the super regional, flipping everywhere, diving everywhere, you know, knocking balls out of the park. I mean, it's just great. But I think, you know, that that production, you know, in the bottom of the order is going to be big, um, especially in games mm-hmm. like this championship series. You know, I think you, you need that. And I know recently you've sort of been on a little bit of a struggle, but um, I, again, I think he'll he'll do great and, these guys will take it home and and win the natty. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. Now he brings up a good point. Uh, KP's been phenomenal. Doesn't I don't think he's got a hit yet here in Omaha, but uh, they they need him to come alive. And it'll be interesting, I think, to see what they do with the DH spot for these games. With the injury to Brett Squires, they went with Orduño in one of the games. They went with Kate Horton in one of the games. Think they're going to face a lefty again in game one on Saturday. That probably means either Kate Horton or Diego Mooney's, who we haven't seen yet. But uh, continuing to get production from that DH spot with Squires being out 
is uh, is going to be something to keep an eye on as well. All right, quick break. Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up next here in Omaha. All right, wrapping up the week here in Omaha. We welcome in now a man who was kind enough to have me on his national radio show last night. <laughs> Chris Plank. I only it's changed. the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Plank. I only changed Josh the time on Toby three times because. <laughs> uh, can I? Can we just break down the fourth wall here, real quick? Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah. So those shows that we do are post game shows, and they're awesome. I love them. I, I think it's maybe in some broadcasting sense, it's kind of what you know I am made to do, which is post game shows and pre game shows and things of that nature. Um. But they run basically all-, all radio is what you were born to do. My <laughs> I friend. appreciate that, Toby. Thank yep. you. But it's so it's a two hour show, but we never do two hours because games run long and things of that nature. So yesterday, everything ran short. I mean, the game was what two hours between Ole Miss and two Arkansas? hours and four minutes or two hours and six minutes. I mean, that it was it was unbelievable. That was fast for a softball game. And so we were we were slated to go six to eight last night, and that game was over at like five fifteen. So um, my produ- literally my producer Dennis Vinci called and was like, "I'm not even in studio yet, and they're in the ninth. So we kind of scrambled a little bit, and they have what they call the capture hour, which is the hour that uh, airs all night long. So instead of having to go what was originally like six to nine. We got to go like five uh, five thirty to seven, and so I was. I think I Toby, can you do seven thirty? You bet. Seven fifteen? You bet, man. All right, Toby. How about six thirty? You bet, Toby. <laughs> can we do six fifteen? Because we wanted to get that hour out of the way, and you made it yep. happen. So thank you. And by the way, you're welcome. A uh, quick little update. It's an honor. Tomorrow, before going now again breaking down the fourth wall, we're not allowed to stream Cardinals games, right? So instead of that stream going dark for however long the Cardinals game is, Toby, that interview with you and I will be part of a pregame special that will air interwebs only at kref.com and on the app. How about that? Why? About yeah, that? Right, we're, we're playing for a championship, Toby. We don't no, need no. dead air leading up to this game. <laughs> Let's go. I, gotta, I need your help here. I need you to coach me through this. Um, you've done this a lot, Chris. This is my first time. So how do I keep the nerves in check? Uh, what am I going to go through here you the won't. next uh, few hours? You're just next not. Few go- days? You're not going to, right? Mm-hmm. You're just not. I, I, you have to accept it that it's it's an energy unlike you've ever felt. And all you want to do as a broadcaster is run down there on the field and get some championship hugs. I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's all I want. I'm sitting there and I'll be. I've watched it four times and. Three of the times I've literally said, all right, we're going. Bye, everybody. See you later. Check out the podcast. But it's just – it's such a special feeling because I always say this a lot. We're, we're the fun, right? Uh, we get to slide in on game day, and we get to show up and do pregame interviews. We're the fun. These men and women have been through a grind. Right. And so it's always kind of rewarding when you see people. And then – I don't know for for you in baseball. I could name names like Tim and and Gainsey, people that you really want this for. And in softball, you know, I see JT, and I know what you know. Coach Z gave up to be here, and all you all you want to do is celebrate these people. So, just a warning: it'll be a little emotional. There'll be a moment during a commercial yeah. break after they win this on Sunday where you might have to have a moment to compose yourself. But it's I like your optimism. It's the greatest feeling outside of like having a child and getting married, right? I mean, it's just. You're so happy for those people because you know how how hard they grinded. And for this team, I mean, straight out of nowhere, T-Row, T- it's so yeah. cool to see. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. 
They still need two more wins, and uh, Ole Miss is a really, 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 really good baseball team. Yeah, that has they're actually, a lot of talent. They're actually favored. Uh, Wait, Ole Miss is now favored? Oh, oh, well, the thing I saw today Let's had go. Ole Miss held a need. slight favorite. Whoever is favored always ends up losing in this tournament so far, so I'm all about OU not being favored. That's the – I don't care, and I know some people are like, they better be favored. I'm like, I'm good. I'm fine with that. Let them not be favored. Let the disrespect continue. Is – is K one coming back? Did I hear? I don't know. Oh, okay. Is, is that what you've heard? I I think I saw an uh, a, a, a maybe a rumor of it, a social media post, something of that nature. I think it's going to be fun just to see, like you know, the how oh. many what the dignitaries are that make their way up here. Absolutely. I think I I, heard, I know Skip was talking to TK yesterday, and he's hoping to oh. feel up feel up to it. That'd That's be awesome. so cool if he could make it up and. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's been uh, there's been a nice uh, bunch of people. Up. Jordy Ball was up here for the Saw Wednesday that. game. We got to get yeah. a few better tickets, but that was really cool to <laughs> that, see. She was sitting <laughs> way up there, wasn't she? Uh, all uh, right, Chris, have a great show. Today. Have a great weekend, Toby. Man, make Thanks, the, bud. Yeah, I know you'll make the most of it. Have a blast. Six o'clock tomorrow night. That means we'll have a five thirty pregame show for you for Game One of the Championship Series between Oklahoma and Ole Miss. Josh, great job. Thanks uh, to you. Thanks to you, fine folks, for listening. I'll be back with you tomorrow night. Enjoy the uh, baseball, everybody.